This episode of GT the Podcast is supported by Alcon. This is an editorially independent podcast supported with advertising by Allergan Glaucoma Drops. This is Ike Ahmed. And I'm Arsham Shabani. And we want to welcome you to GT the Podcast. We're bringing this to you together with BMC and Glaucoma Today. To offer audible insights into current topics in glaucoma care. Presented by the authors of our latest, most read GT articles. Check it out. Welcome to GT the Podcast. In this episode, Dr. David Woods reads his article, A Supranasal Coil Traction Suture for Abinternal Zen Implantation, from the May-June issue of Glaucoma Today. Here he outlines his approach for the procedure and describes the technical advantages this technique presents. More on this from Dr. Woods. Over time, glaucoma surgeons continue to discover and master the nuances of each MIGS device and to devise modifications of their surgical techniques to optimize their use and outcomes. One technique-based update I have implemented for ab internal implantation of the Zelgen stent involves the use of a supranasal corneal traction suture with inferior traction of the globe. This article details the approach and the advantages experienced with ab internal Zen and a traction suture for rotation, including approved reliability and ease of implantation. This technique for ab internal implantation of the Zen gel stent using a supranasal corneal traction suture is outlined in the following steps. Preoperatively, the limbal conjunctiva is marked with a small dot at the 12 o'clock position and at the temporal limbus with a sterile marking pen. This illustrates how much cyclotorsion occurred with sedation and how much rotation is achieved during surgery with the supranasal traction suture with inferior rotation. The drape is pinched to create a fold on the cheek for the traction suture near the nose. I prefer this location near the nares and I use a mosquito clamp during times of traction. A supranasal traction suture with adovicral on a spatulated needle is placed at the limbus with a two millimeter pass of the suture in mid stroma of the peripheral cornea. The traction suture is applied with inferior rotation nasally, better exposing superior conjunctiva and affecting ocular torsion to shift the alignment of the 12 o'clock position of the globe to a more nasal orientation. The tightness of the traction suture is titrated to achieve the desired hand position for implantation of the stent and the resistance desired for counter-traction for the desired tunnel length. Mitomycin C is injected into the intratenon space using a 30 gauge needle, approximately eight millimeters superior to the limbus in, in the desired aspect of the aqueous flow. The traction suture is released. Side port and temporal incisions are made along the anterior chamber. After the anterior chamber is filled with an OVD and intracameral preservative free lidocaine. The traction suture is applied again. The angle is visualized with gonio prism and the stent is placed via an ab internal approach to the superior angle and the subconductival space. A two-handed approach may be used for comfort and device placement is confirmed with gonioscopy. The OVD is washed out of the anterior chamber. Bleb formation is verified and the corneal incisions are sealed. This approach offers multiple advantages. The supranasal corneal traction suture frees one of the surgeon's hands and enables an effective two-handed approach 
to handle and guide the stent during implantation. Two-handedness can improve the surgeon's stability and safety of the device placement, including accuracy of the angle of approach, desired tunnel length, and placement of the stent in the subconductival space. I find two-handed placement is safer, easier, and reassuring in challenging cases. Ocular torsion and alignment for superior placement are also improved. With it, ocular tor torsion for a nasal rotation with the supranasal traction suture can also improve the ease and accuracy of placing the stent close to the superior 12 o'clock position. The 12 o'clock limbal position is rotated more into alignment with an abinternal approach from the trajectory of a temporal wound, which is much more natural aim for surgeons. Superior exposure of the conjunctiva becomes more accessible as inferior traction and rotation of the globe reveal superior conjunctiva and limbus quite nicely, even in eyes with small palpebral fissures. Making challenging cases easier is a good indicator of advancing technical skill. Making the procedure more efficient also adds a safety factor because there is less time under sedation, less risk from anesthesia, and more comfort for the patient under sedation. With this technique, my surgical time has become more efficient and cases feel routine and more standardized. The benefits of good counter-traction are significant during the process of stent implantation. Improved anterior chamber stability is notable with the corneal traction suture versus the hook in a side port for globe rotation. For very thin tissue, two traction sutures can be placed. The two-handed advancement of the Zen with this counter-traction feels extremely stable as the balance of the advancement pressure of the Zen through the angle progresses against constant and stable counter-traction. Even nystagmus cases can be controlled with these two forces dampening nystagmus movements. The advancing Zen against constant traction dampens the nystagmus for controlled device implantation in the, in the surgeon's desired plane. Anecdotally, one patient with severe nystagmus received a Zen had the eye completely immobilized with no nystagmus during the implantation due to the balanced ability of the gentle pressure of the stent aimed superiorly in the inferior force of the traction suture. This dampening effect to eye movement facilitates a gentle and stable approach for implantation. I prefer the stable counter-traction of a supranasal traction suture with inferior rotation over the hook for globe rotation during abinternal Zen implantation. In my experience, the supranasal traction suture with inferior traction for abinternal Zen implantation has made challenging cases more routine and improved the reliability of device placement interoperatively. This technique can improve routine performance and facilitate implantation of a Zen stent in challenging cases such as small eyes, difficult ocular anatomy, nystagmus, or poor patient cooperation during surgery. The abinternal Zen approach is also handy when the surgeon wishes to leave a pristine incision-free conjunctiva postoperatively. Thank you for tuning into this episode of GT the Podcast. If you have any feedback or topic suggestions, find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. And stay tuned for more hot topics in glaucoma care on GT the Podcast.